With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello everybody, welcome to this week's Wolves Fancast, David Evans here on the podcast this week. Arise here. Hi. Andy's here. How you doing? Rich was supposed to be here, but his car's broke down, so apologies in advance from Rich on everybody else's behalf. There was a moment of silence there. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was. Yeah. Let's, let's pray a moment of silence for Rich's car. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Uh, on the Get well soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the podcast this week, we're going to talk about Chelsea. We are up for the cup, aren't we, gents? We are. For Man United the weekend and quiz and Twitter corner, as per usual. Let's start off with the most important news. There was a Sin Cara Wolves mask, everybody. Andy, I feel like this is a battle that we may have won finally. Finally. The yeah. club have even accepted it as well, so it's definitely cool to like wrestling. And that's where we'll leave it, because I remember I see Roy's comment on Twitter, which was, I'm going to be insufferable on the show this week. And I am right. <laughs> <laughs> No, I was quite looking forward to um to hearing you um yeah, talk about the news that you've been waiting for for some time. Um but yeah, it, it's yeah. I said well, well we'll we'll come back to it, but before I, before I forget, um and I'm sure you won't mind me going into this interlude and coming back to it, but before I forget, for me the biggest wrestling news in football this week and you probably know where I'm coming from here. I think I am. Was Mick Foley turning up at Billy Sharp's yes, house for breakfast? Exactly. Yeah. That, that that was massive. I think he was having a hardcore legend in your house <laughs> over some cereals. Is is yeah. If so it's attitude that's... era, I kind of feel if it's attitude era, it's acceptable. In some, in some yeah, that's when it was fine. Yeah, yeah. everyone watched anything it now. Then. But uh, yeah, so it was, it's basically a. Uh, it's like a lucha, Mexican luchador mask, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, he was a big name in Mexico, I think. Hence yeah. why he's friends with uh, Jimenez. Yeah, and he's made like a special wolves um, kind of a mask, which is very nice to see. I can't wait for them to start selling them. I've got to yeah. be honest. It's bound to happen. Liverpool away, everybody yeah. will wear one. Well, when you think we've sold stuff like Ketsbaya, uh bald masks, I think, in the <laughs> past, and, you know, we've cashed in on things, and this has got to happen, but we'll go on for the tandem about wrestling, because it... Makes me laugh actually because I and it makes the listeners annoyed. Yeah, <laughs> I know. So we'll keep going because um, I I like my I won't even call it retro, but I like my nineties wrestling as mm. I say, and I and I like my my eighty three weeks podcast. Um, oh god, they're, they're switching off already. <laughs> but I was coming back in the office from work and I was interrupted, uh, and I was like, "This is going to be embarrassing." Like you know, are they going to say, oh, "What are you listening to at the moment, right?" You know. <laughs> Are you listen to, you know, I don't know, Radio 1 or whatever? Yeah, with, that, yeah, with the title 83 weeks, you could have got away with a lot of things. I could have got away with mm, that, yeah. yeah. It could be anything, really. How do you begin to explain that? I don't know. 
I, I, I suffer with that every single day. To I know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so Mark Hamill, Tito Jackson, Sin Cara, the growing list of weird celebrity fans. Yeah. It's fantastic, isn't it? And that's where we'll leave it, everybody. Don't worry. <laughs> We're going to talk about the game on Sunday. And that was Wolves. One all draw with Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. Uh, Wolves did lead the game for most of the second half with a Jimenez goal. But with two minutes to spare, Hazard did the Hazard thing and scored a bit of a lovely goal to give Chelsea the equaliser and a one-all draw. Um, it was the first uh, Wolves was the first promoted team to remain unbeaten in all top-flight games in London since Blackburn Rovers in the ninety-two ninety-three season. Wow! Everybody, was it a defensive masterclass from Wolves, or was it just too defensive? Well, this is the thing, isn't it, really? Because obviously um, everyone listening will probably uh, be aware with the Chelsea manager's uh, post-match comments who <laughs> seemed to be the latter in terms of, well, they didn't really come to play and, you know, was quite dismissive, really, of, mm. of how we were set up. But ultimately, um, I would say, yeah, a masterclass in terms of the opponent that you're facing, um, you know, Yes, we were deep. Yes, we didn't have a lot of possession, but Patricio didn't really have a lot to do either. No. So it was it was containment. Don't get me wrong. I think first sort of ten fifteen minutes, I was like, "Oh my god, are we going to be able to contain this for the whole of the duration of the game?" But we were so organised, so disciplined. Um, it's interesting with Says coming in, had a great game at centre half, and you know, uh, Didonka Martino in front, I thought were excellent. All of the back four, Bolling well. Obviously, we'll touch on that a little bit more when we look pick out individual players. But in answer to your question, I think a little bit of a disservice in terms of a, a bit of sour grapes from Sarri, I think, mm. because I thought it was um, tactically Nuno in the last couple of weeks has got it spot on, hasn't mm. he? When you look at the, the previous performance and the selection changes he's made, and he set himself up fantastic, and albeit for, as you mentioned there, that last-minute goal... It was a it was a fantastic job done. It um, felt a bit like Man City away at near the start of the year, but we were set up very defensive to go for that same tactic. And obviously, the difference with that game was that even before the body sending off, because Man City had scored, it kind of nullified that tactic right away. Where after half time, you kind of felt like, oh, hang on a second, this is actually working here. It, it, for me, it felt closer to Man City away last season in the cup. Mm. In that we did set up defensively, but we had more of an attacking outlet because mm. I think our midfield probably contributed a bit more that night. Whereas I don't think Neves had quite the same influence against Chelsea as he did against Man City. Then mm. I think Neves, like you said, coming on to individuals, he was he was fine, but he wasn't great. And for us to get anything, to get more than a point out of Chelsea, we would have needed him to have been. Song. Yeah, I mean Chelsea had seventy four percent possession mm. in that game, but didn't really do anything with it. We, you no. know, we had a strong um, back line, and it mm. worked. Um, every outfield player for Wolves completed at least one tackle, an interception, or a clearance, or and a clearance. So it just shows you how it was very much a team effort. Mm. But there were mm. those moments in the first time you thought, right, okay, what's this going to be like today? <laughs> yeah, you are always a little bit nervous, but I think as you're referring to, I was looking at some of the. Um, comments at, at half time on at the game and you know it was the fact that they were just playing the ball sideways they weren't really be, you know being particularly pressing with it so no I thought you know we'd set ourselves up well with an objective and as you say that could, that can work really well if you deliver it through and you get into half time it's nil nil and then you potentially sneak that goal but 
it would have had to have been a change in plan mm. should they have they've scored early. But crazy, isn't it? And, and you know, we we look back at the game and the points fantastic. You mentioned the, the record we've had in London, um, but last minute goals are always a, a bit of a signal, mm. aren't they? Uh, Wolves did have one shot on target in the game, and it was the goal from Jimenez. Is it me? When I was watching on the telly, it felt like it was taking an age to go in. Yeah. 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 I, I thought was like, totally is, is yeah. going to get there. Is it going yeah. in? I don't know. But it went in. That was all. That's all yeah. And what a move it was yeah. in the build up, too. It's absolutely stunning. We hadn't really done much at all throughout the game, had we, in regards no. to an attacking mm. sense. But the one time they get it, they produced that. I mean, it but, was yeah, magical. Because even in the first half, when we went forward, it just felt a bit disjointed, didn't it? Mm. Like, we never really got that final ball. There was that like, one chance for Jota. I think when he was offside in the end, it was a yeah, great, finish, yeah. great finish afterwards. Yeah. But still, like it just felt a bit disjointed. But the one move that counted, yeah, it worked. Uh, him knows he's equaled Fletcher's uh, Premier League tally now, twelve goals in the season. So you would think he will beat that. Mm, but I'd certainly hope so. You would hope so, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, but old old Jimenez doing it again. Yeah. Where was that mask? Why didn't he know. pull that mask out? <laughs> he's got to do it Saturday. He's got yeah. to do it Saturday. I, I think you know he's. Been a revelation, hasn't mm. he? He really has. Um, it was quite funny, actually, how much Weir's fans read into things. I don't know if you saw on Twitter, he's now put down his ex Benfica, yeah, um, <laughs> which made me smile. Um, and I, I just before coming on air, actually, I, I saw a journalist post uh, an interview uh, to say that he was very much happy here. So I, I would imagine that will be a foregone conclusion. And I, I was listening to the, some of the commentary as well, and they're saying, oh, all the clubs will be interested in now. And of course they will, you know, with that sort of mm. record. But I think he'll be well settled here. But no, he's fantastic. But him and Jota have formed a lovely yeah, partnership, yeah. haven't they? So It's just their passing, their one-twos as they go up the pitch. How they interlink with each other. Yeah. It's great. It's one of the best strike partnerships I can remember. Mm. I mean, I just about remember bullying much. And you think of all the ones we've had since, and we've had some good, damn good ones, mm. don't get me wrong, but none quite as telepathic as yeah. those pair. Yeah, and, and, and I think to, to add to that as well, not as good footballers. You know, mm. we've had, you know, um, Sturridge and Blake, for example, or alternating with Miller, bullying much as well, for example. And we've had others over the years who've struck partnerships very quickly, but... Uh, yeah, but these two, just as footballers. Mm. And Joshua, again, just impressed me first half because he's just such a little warrior, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. You, you know, you look at him and you think he's going to get shrugs off the ball, but the way in which he holds the ball up, the way in which he battles and fights, brilliant. It's that low centre of gravity. It's like, yeah. it's like I yeah. remember when, um, when we had Dico Sacco and a phobic front, and mm. Dico, his low centre of gravity was incredible. Mm. You just think he'd get battered off the ball and yeah. always have it straight away. Uh, then... Wolves defended deep. He just felt like, as the time went on, you thought, hang on a second, it's going to happen here. And then Hazard scored yeah. with a couple of minutes ago. And I must admit, it was a it was a nice goal. It was a typical goal of him. Um, and what can you say, really? It's just, it's just I felt it was just one of those things. Mm. I was annoyed, obviously, when he went in, but... Not, I don't think it was annoyed as Andy was from looking at the, I was the what's devastated yeah. when it went in. But we, me and Roy, we were talking about this in the group, and we yeah. were saying that when we went into the game, it almost felt like a bit of a, a game out of context. Like there was nothing riding on it, so it was mm. almost when I was watching the game, it almost felt like it was. A, I was in a dream, if that if that yeah. kind of makes sense. 
And it's 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 bizarre because you, we kind of got shouted down a little for that, and I and I get it because there are points at stake, and we are in a position whereby you know we're we're, we're fighting for that seventh spot, mm. and, and obviously we're progressing in the cup, so we're on it on both levels. And but from a league perspective, of course, you know um, we want to get that seventh spot. But for me personally, and I think what me and Dave were alluding to was. In the history of us supporting this this team, other than perhaps a couple of years, maybe you know, uh, maybe in the late two thousands or under under Hoddle, where there was a little bit of a rebuild job, pretty much every year has always been promotion yeah. or alternatively surviving relegation. Yeah, if you yeah. look at the Premiership years, and then if you look when we, we came down, you know, so there's always every game has felt that there's been a bit of a knife edge. But I think because we've reached that forty points total already. Um, and because we're we we're kind of on both cylinders, I was a little bit like mm, okay, and and you yeah. know because and I, and I was relaxed about the game, and I think I was relaxed because I was like from anything from this point on is a bonus. Yeah, yeah. You know, finish the season now. That is a success. It, it is, um, but at the same time, I don't want to do what the shit did. Get to forty points of a season and just, and and just give in. Yeah, yeah. no, because no. Of that attitude of let's just survive, let's just exist. Mm. It ends up back where they are, back in the championship. And we don't want that. We want to push on and yeah. we want to get seventh this year, sixth next year. And we want to really, yeah. we want to go for it, you know. And I think that was why, for me, and I, I get the fact that we were playing against Chelsea and on the balance of play draw was fair, but to have got to that stage of the game, mm. to have conceded that corner, which was never a corner, it should have been a free kick to us. It just felt like a real kick in the bollocks. It was... That, I think that's why I was so disappointed on Saturday. Sunday, sorry. Uh, standout performances then, gentlemen. There's individual people you want to um, put out there. Sace, for one, was, was great. Sace was fantastic. Um, as he has been all season, really. He's been obviously in and out of the side and most recently deployed um, in the middle. Uh, but as a centre-half, I thought he was fantastic. Bolly, again, was just typical mm. Willy Bolly mm. performance where... He's composed and he looks so unflustered. Uh, Didonka as well was excellent. Um, well, Didonka, yeah. uh, no no play made more interceptions or tackles than him on that game mm. on Sunday. You could see he just didn't stop all game. Mm. He's really putting in mm. the uh, the miles. It's excellent to see. And I think I know Cody didn't have the same influence he normally has on a game, but at the same time, I think the way he marshaled the defence and kept the other two, because we know that Bolly can switch off. We know we've got Sace, who's not traditionally a defender. Mm. So a lot of that's riding on Cody, making sure that they're paying attention. So I think some praise has to go to him. Mm. I thought Martinho did well again. Mm. He's just like, especially in the second half, he, he's almost like a little terrier sometimes. He just mm. nips at uh, the opposition, nicks it away and starts it again. He's, and I think, you know, the way he breaks up play, he was just fantastic. And with Andy, in terms of Nevis, though, I... I there's, there's been certain points in games this season where you're expecting more, and and that's only built on his his reputation and and you know what we know he's capable of. But I wouldn't call it a poor performance, but he certainly wasn't on the level as his other midfielders. Mm. He, he was the only, yeah. I don't want to say downer because I think that's quite harsh on him. But I wanted to see a little bit more from him, mm. if I'm honest, especially because it's a big game for some, you know, for a young lad to play go yeah, to yeah. Stamford Bridge. You think. Raise your game, and he didn't quite do it enough for me. As as today recording, it's Nevis's twenty second birthday. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just annoying, isn't mm-hmm. it? Really. Yeah. You forget that he's he's only he's literally just turned twenty two. It's incredible. It's it's it is crazy. Um. Yeah. It is mad. We've talked about this before on on the pod where when you're a certain age and you're older than the players, it's just really bizarre because you look up to them, but it's like you're a little bit younger than me. Yeah. It's, a, it's a little bit weird. Um, you, want to, yeah. you want to fanboy them for a picture. Yeah. You want to take a step back and go, yeah. I'm like 10 years old. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but don't you kind of think with Nevers, it just feels like he's been around a long time as well. Yeah. So I, I suppose that's part of it. He's but. a name that we've known for a good four years, really. So yeah, he does feel like he's part of the footballing furniture. He's still a child, and yes. it's, it's quite depressing. So I remember, like 1997, I remember leaving school, going straight up to Dudley to go and buy the Oasis album "Be Here Now." That yeah. was 1997. <laughs> it feels like it was, you know, a couple of years back, but no, it was 22 years ago. I remember buying mine from MVC. Do you remember that? MVC? You remember that music? Was know. it music video CDs? Yeah. Was MVC yeah. the one where you had a weird loyalty card? Where yeah. if you had the loyalty card, you basically got twenty p off. But if you yeah. didn't, then you had to pay the full price. <laughs> it, it was it was brilliant because it was a time in which I loved having cards. So mm. I'd have like my NUS card and my MVC yes. card, and you know. Uh, but yeah. MVC for people listening, it, yeah, I think they'll they'll remember it. It was basically, and it was just, yeah, it was bizarre. Really, it was like a members scheme which you didn't have to do anything for, but no. there'd be MVC price and yeah. and then your own price. <laughs> but yeah, the, the high street got killed, didn't the it? Really, the high but yeah, that was, and that was in in the man centre. In like, it was like a, corner, like a corner, wasn't it? Wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah, and then right up that alley, not alleyway, in there you had our price as well. Yeah. And in the corner, HMV, oh. Oh, no. These are good times, these were. Yeah. Woolworths, VHS, mm. the classics. But I, I used to love c- CD shopping, though, and just going through, yeah. you know, your, your CDs and, and, your, and your names and stuff, all, you know, oh, loved it, loved it. It's not it. the same, yeah. is it just having everything on digital? No. No, no. I used to just mm. get excited for the co- the covers and, you know, oh, Yeah. Checking all the, the lyrics and stuff yeah, within the cover, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's just not the same. No. Getting your B sides as well, yeah, mm. singles. Yeah. Oh, good times. Yeah. Do they even do singles anymore? I don't think so. Do they? No. As physical copies, no. I don't think so. Oh, shit. So, like, like I said, the B sides. Mm, yeah, I've got yeah. all of the Oasis singles, and mm. like some of the B sides are as good as mm. anything they've ever done. Still doesn't beat going mm. to somewhere like Game. Or electronic boutique, buying a brand new game. That's right, Peter. G- going going on the bus on the way home, getting the game out, and going through the instruction manual. <laughs> there'd be some kind of there'd be some kind of background story in there. Yeah. Three first or on map you need to go at. That was good. Um, so apart from there, is anybody else that didn't come across well? Cause the only very slight criticism is I didn't think Triore in his very brief appearance really did did anything. Like I don't understand what he was trying to do right at the end when we had that free kick and they gave. Moutinho passed the ball to him. Mm. Yeah, 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 came yeah. on, came oh, on for the last. I just remember five, yeah. ten when we were that. defending deep. Yeah. He just seemed to be just standing there, not oh, not, not yeah. hustling. Yeah. And then right at the end, we yeah. had that free kick with Moutinho. Mm. He passes the ball to Traore, who I can't tell you if he's trying to cut across the box and then cross it in, but it just kind of went, he tried to kick it and it wimpily mm. went out mm. for a goal All kick. That, yeah, but that's like it. That's really been like pinnickety. I mean, I suppose at that point. For us, it was just all defence, wasn't mm. it? And he was never going to have that much of an influence on the game. Uh, yeah. Johnny was a little bit quiet, maybe. Yeah, um, yeah Johnny and Doc, he, I think he were... was in for a difficult yeah. afternoon. So, but going back to Hazard as well, I thought I remember that the home game um, against Chelsea, and I just you know you see him up live, and you think that is a hell of a player, mm. and I think so. 
it's context, isn't it, really, in terms of when they have someone of that ability. Um, yeah, I mean, you just have to kind of just go, okay. And, and yeah, okay, there was, you know, um, potentially maybe he shouldn't have got to that stage, but, you know, you've got to admire him, I think. Uh, champagne man of the match, gentlemen. I think it still deserves that title. Um, who are you going to give your Prosecco and your, your little tub of caviar to? Andy, who's it going to for That's a really that game? tough question. Um, We're only asking Someone we haven't questions. mentioned, I would give it to Jimenez. Okay. Uh, purely because I think actually he worked his bollocks off. Yeah. He had one chance and he put it away. So I think he deserves it for me. Jimenez with one bottle and a bit of caviar. Um, oh. I think, you know, when you mentioned the stats earlier, I, I think Didonka as well. Yep. Just did a great pivotal job in that in that role, just in front of the uh, the back four or five. So, yeah, Didonka for me. I'm going to give it to Sace. Okay. For myself, I think he did very well. Yeah. Well done. Well done to that man, well Sace. Sace. <laughs> uh, so, this has a one-all draw against Chelsea. Very good. Keep going for the seventh-place trophy. But it's a break now, everybody. We're going to talk about a very special game coming up, which is Man United. We're going to do the quiz, predictions, all that Shazam after this. Welcome back to the show. Just a quick shout out to our sponsors, Pixel Yeti Media. If you're looking for a web design brochures and go check them out at pixelyetimedia.com they do our website fantastic job they've done fantastic guys so go check them out at pixelyetimedia.com uh just before we go on to man united gentlemen fa cup quarter final time up for the cup we're all up for the cup still up for the cup still up mm-hmm. <laughs> for the cup i <laughs> uh, just want to touch on uh, the recent england squad announcement uh connor cody not included once again do we feel like that connor you know, just to call him one of his first name. Um. <laughs> yeah, he's been on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Sea Dog. Do we feel like he'll ever be in that squad only because of how Southgate now sets up that England team? Now it's a back four, despite how well he's played in our eyes, of course, and to you know, some other people outside yeah. of, our, of the wall circle. Do we think he will ever, despite performances, because of what, how Southgate sets up? I think this is the thing, and, and you kind of think, well, if he if he can't get in now, you know when is he going to get in? Because, you know, hopefully he'll he'll improve as a player. But I think with the the level in which he's playing at the moment and the age in which he is, he's in the peak of his career. Mm-hmm. There is no doubt about that. Um, and it may just be a case that, as you say, it's not player it's system, uh, and that that may not fit. But, um, you know, it's been a while since we've had someone um, in in the England side, and when you've got you know your captain and your leader and such a good influence and you know we see him week in week out you know take your gold tinted spectacles off uh, I mean the, the guy can play at that level if he's coming up against you know your likes of your hazards who we mentioned earlier on a week to week basis then on an international level he's going to have those type of um, opponents then on, on, on player quality and, and his competition then I, I do think he's worthy of a, of a shirt but is, is it at least worthy of just being called up to the squad and being mm. looked at? You look at someone like Michael Keane getting called up and he's just been dreadful this mm. season and he wasn't much cop last year. Tarkowski, I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong, he might be a good player, but he's playing for a team who were 16th, is yep. it, for Burnley? Well, no, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, they're 17th, I think. Oh, the seventh, I think they're just right, above okay. the relegation zone now, but right. still, yeah. Mm. But I mean, he, you've got a player who's playing 
captaining the club in seventh is obviously doing something mm. right. But you're still picking someone who obviously isn't having the best of seasons either when you look at his club form. So it does seem... It does feel a little bit like it's never. If it's not going to happen now, it's never going to mm. happen. I was surprised. I, I actually thought he was going to be included. Mm. I, I just had a feeling. Um, I wonder because it's qualifiers. Will mm. they wait to a break where there's a friendly in it, where they may test people out? But then after these qualifiers, I think you're going to start getting ready for the um, the Nations League tournament as mm. well. And I guess he's only going to call up people in preparation for that who are going to be in this in the squad. Yeah. So you may be looking at summer September again. Yeah. But selfishly, you know, it's yeah. a, it's it's, an, it's a it's it's a game which you won't get injured in, you know. Um, but yeah, it would have nice to have been sit and get a chance. Mm. But who knows? I'll go out on a limb. I go out think on that limb that Morgan Gibbs White will play for England Ooh. before Cody. Needs up. He's, yeah. he's kind of gone off a bit, hasn't he? Since mm. he has his, his initial flurry. I think his age. I think yeah. he will probably try and bring him into the maybe not play for England before, but be included in squad before. Mm. I think I, he'll I, try and introduce him earlier. I think you're right, and I think for, for that as well, it's the fact that, as I understand the England setup, they've tried to streamline it in terms of progression towards the senior is a little bit easier than it has been. Previously, and there's a lot of players who I think there was a stat about Gibbs White and that the, the team who won the World Cup that he's had more minutes than than others who've been, you know, your Foden's and, and so forth, uh, Sancho, for example. So, and there is that clamour, isn't there, for, for a younger player? So mm. I think, yeah, mm. Gibbs White. Although, yeah, I'm with Dave. I think he's been a little bit inconsistent, which you're going to expect, I think, mm. for for him and his age. But yeah, I think I probably will be with a bit of a more of a show um, mm. than codes. Well, let's talk about the game on Saturday night, gentlemen. It is the FA Cup quarterfinal, Wolves versus Manchester United. It's a sellout at Molyneux. I think it's about it's eight o'clock kickoff, or round about. Is it five to eight or five past eight, something yes. like that? <laughs> um, it's the atmosphere in the build-up and it, in the ground itself could be amazing come Saturday evening, uh, gentlemen. We're all up for the bloody cup, aren't we? This is yeah. the thing. Hashtag up for the cup. That's why I want to see everybody saying. In the days to come, <laughs> up for the cup. Come this on. is what football is about, isn't it? it? Is. Matches yeah, yeah, like yeah. this, yeah. Because if you, when we talked about this a few weeks ago, we were like, "Oh yeah, we're excited for this," but also, oh, it could have been a, a, a team that you would think on paper Wolves could easily be. But now going into it, despite Man United's resurgence, you are thinking this could be a this yeah. could be a classic. Yeah, it'll be a barnstormer. The crowd will be up from from. The second the fireworks go up or mm. the DJ starts playing, whatever they've got planned for us this time, it, it's going to be the atmosphere is going to be electric. My first question before we get into Man United is: Can Wolves make it to their first FA Cup semi-final since 1998? Yes, and and I think you know the fact that it's on a Saturday night, that it's on terrestrial TV. Uh, the fact that United are kind of in vogue at the moment and have, have been in good form, it just all sets it up. Yeah. And also, it's the fact that, and it's something I've talked about before on, on the pod, that we're playing these sides week and week out, week and week out. You know, underdogs marginally, I would say, because at home, you know, when you look at our record this year and the top type of sides we've beat, then yeah, we bloody do have a chance. Um, but United, you know. They're a cup side, and they've got they've got the history. They'll bring their own support, but it will be really exciting. And I think Solskjaer is going to want to end his, or you know, unless he gets kept on. But I think he'll want his term to be remembered with a trophy. Yeah. 
So, I mean, the Champions League is it's going to be tough. I think the league's yeah, gone. So you'll realistically look at the FA Cup, won't they? Yeah. Even with their in- injury list, I think they've been okay with injuries recently. But they've still got people like Sanchez, Lingard, Mata, Herrera, Valencia, and Phil Jones out. That's just naming a few. Ashley Young is suspended for the game as well. Uh, Martial's now back after coming on as a sub in their two-nil loss against Arsenal. But I want to have a word on Man United. Obviously, galvanised under Solskjaer. It was an incredible comeback against PSG in the Champions League. How do we see Man United at the moment? Do we think that Man United, in this very short time, are turning back into the Man United that we remember, perhaps, as kids? They they look so much closer to Alex Ferguson's Man United than they have done since he's left. It's definitely the closest. They look Mm. a different beast. Mm. I mean, if we'd have played this Man United at Old Trafford... When we got the one-all draw, it wouldn't have been a one-all no, draw. No. I mean, even like Lukaku, who's been off off the boil for mm. ages, all of a sudden now is starting to mm. hit form at the right time. And even with that injury list, they've still got a very strong team on paper. Yeah. And I, and I think it's for, for, from a United perspective, and, and I know speaking to a few fans, it kind of feels like they've got their United back. And I know that's cheesy as hell, but I get it because they've got their identity back and they've got a fan favourite in charge. And they seem really on board and a fearful United, not a side that you think, yeah, actually we fancy playing them. Mm. I mean, when the draw came up, you know, and City was still in, I thought, actually, I kind of prefer to play City because we have a good record against City and I'd fancy them because United are on such a crest of a wave. Mm. A little bit of a dip uh, with the uh, was it the Arsenal performance. Mm. But however, you know, they are on fire at the moment and they're, they're a cup side. So, yeah. Um, but exciting for us, really excited for it on Saturday. I know, I know there's this argument that anybody could have come in uh, after Mourinho and, and galvanised that size, but I, I personally I just don't buy into that. Mm. I, I don't know what it is, but there's something about Solskjaer that I've really liked since he's took over at Man United. Don't know, don't know if it's just he seems the way to have so out. much better man management skills yeah, yeah. than Mourinho's ever had. I think that makes a big difference because yeah. you see the players are playing with a smile on their face, and they're quite willing to mm. do things which. They would never have done under Mourinho. Uh, team selection for Saturday. Bennett's back, of course. Does he come straight back into the side now? Is it the usual starting eleven that we've come to know, or does do we see Nino, Nino, Nuno <laughs> t- tinkering with it a bit? And because um, one, one thought I had was, does he decide to go defensive as well? Because we've seen this at home before uh, against Chelsea mm. earlier in the season. Given the fact that Man United still have got a very strong team on paper with like Pogba and Lukaku and Rashford, does he think, you know, what maybe despite being home we will go a bit deep and let Man U come to us and we'll do our what our trump card is, is is go on the on the counter? I think he will, but Man United mm. like to go on the counter as well. So it's gonna be a bit of a tactical chess game. Chess yeah. game, yeah. So penalties at eleven o'clock then. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I I think yeah, I think I think I mean we we'll make the assumption that Ruddy will come back in. I think he's probably been public mm. about that. That aside, um, I wouldn't expect to see, you know, for example, Traore's wing back. You know that that I think Imagine you can that. yeah you can make allowances <laughs> for that for Cardiff at home. But you know, with all due respect, you know, with the the opposition that you've got, you've got to be a little bit more strong. Um, and I think that the players have a way of playing on the the counter attack and a, and a way of being viewed as defensive. And yeah, I get it's defensive, but the flip side of the counter attack is can turn into an attacking team in an instant. So, me personally, 
people probably won't be surprised because Sace and Bennett for me I would have Sace in because I just think he's a better footballer mm. and, 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 and you know I have a bit of concern for Bennett in the side um, so that would be the only change I would make other than that then you're going to expect you know Neves and Matinho to, to start for example you're expecting Dark and and, um, and Johnny as your, as your wing backs and you're not going to break up Jimenez and, and, uh, and Jota mm-hmm. Donk is you know playing his way into form at the moment so don't think there'll be too many changes. Wouldn't surprise me if it's the same side as as per last week. Mm. At the same time, I wouldn't be overly surprised if Matinho and Neves started on the bench mm. and he brings back Bennett, moves Sace into midfield, possibly starts Morgan Gibbs-White. Purely because it's a cup game, can give him a bit more minutes. Mm-hmm. And you think of how well he did against Chelsea at home mm. and it's it's a similar sort of tie against the team who were up there. Yeah. So, I wouldn't be surprised mm. if he come, he comes in because he's someone who he's starting to show a lot more faith in that he knows he, he's got the physicality to do the defensive work but also he has got the pace and he can look forward. Given the atmosphere um, and the excitement into the game perhaps is it key not to try not to try not that we will try to but not to concede early because it could if Man United start off on a good foot and get an early goal it could kill it, kill it off slightly. I don't, I don't think it will because I just think that you know, I, I I take that point, but not in respect of a quarter final mm. of an FA Cup game against Man United on a Saturday evening. I think that will just galvanise. Mm. Um, so I think you know, yeah, you, you want to you know absolutely you want to start well. You don't want to concede early, but I think if we do, I think we've got the strength of character. We've seen it to come back into the game, and I think with this type of occasion, there may be a little bit of that. Um, but I, I, no, I'd, if we went. Down a goal early, I'd still be quite comfortable that we could still get back into it and that we could swing that momentum back mm. in our favour. Do we think there will be many tinfoil FA Cups around a Molyneux? I hope, I hope so. so yeah. I really do. What, I really hope they What about Stu? will have yeah. one. Stu will definitely have one. <laughs> Stu's, Stu's making one now. Yeah. And, and Rich's car is fine. He's just actually at home making a tinfoil. <laughs> yeah. That's a complete alibi. That's what he's doing. Um, we like tandems on this, but I was just thinking of this. How many will have a Connor Cody? Can you give me my shirt? Yeah. Black. What do you think about that? Because that's kind of it. Seems like a new thing for me. I uh, think yeah. it, it was somebody who did it, and it was sweet. Yeah. And then someone thought, oh, "Can that's make a good some money idea. out of that?" Yeah. Well, no, I think it was just, "Oh, I no. can get on telly with that. Mm. I can get my kid on telly with that." I just, I'm not a fan. It's but, okay no. when it's like. A- 12-year-old kid, yeah. but when he's like a 40-year-old woman, it just sounds a bit pervid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All that video of, um, was it um, Firmino, where somebody handed Firmino the baby to have a picture that with? That was fucking yeah. weird. Yeah. That, was, yeah. that was really, really <laughs> Was that Liverpool-Leverton? That, that was the, yeah. the, the yeah, was. Was on the bench. I would have yeah. pissed myself if they dropped it. <laughs> it would <been> brilliant. <laughs> uh, right, gentlemen, it's that time for predictions. Wolves versus Manchester United in the FA Cup quarter-final. Are you up for the cup or not, based on your predictions, Rye? Okay. What are you going for as now Wednesday night of recording? I'm gonna I'm gonna say in answer to your first question, yes, I am up for the cup. And I'll follow that with a two one win to Wolves. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Rye is dreaming of a semi final at Wembley. Yeah, I'm shouldn't... dreaming of a semi. <laughs> <laughs> it shouldn't be Wembley, of course, but, no, that's the no, yeah. but we're still dreaming yes. Wembley. Mm. Andy, Wolves Man United. Three two win. 3-2 oh. win. Yeah, it's going to be goals. He's also dreaming. Yeah. Mm. No pressure's on you now. Yeah. 
You don't have to revert to type. You, or you, <laughs> That's you don't the problem, to, yeah. though, because if I say what I think, yeah. <laughs> then we're all in unison, because it'll oh. be a 2-1 win as well. Oh, oh nice. Look at that. Look, I'm up for the cup. Yeah. You know I'm yeah. always up for the cup, and we're going to Wembley. When Berlin. Twice. Twice, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, gents, it's that time now for the quiz. Oh, and, God. Uh, uh, now, just to give this context of the league table, it's between no. Roy and Andy this week. Andy, a win for you will put you joint second with myself. So, uh, yeah, so, so Andy is your, in football terms, Man- no, Liverpool, you're yeah, no, definitely not Liverpool. No. Spurs. No. Spurs. Spurs, Spurs, Spurs. That's that's fair. Yeah. Uh, Roy is yet to win. Huddersfield. <laughs> <laughs> Roy and Jake are the only ones this season <laughs> yeah. who haven't won. Even Paul Berry, who was on here this season, won the only appearance. Wow. So, Roy, you have a chance now not to be the only one okay. to not I think uh, has Baron won twice? He's only been on two episodes, and I think he's won both of them, hasn't he? I think, if I can check my standings, if the WhatsApp doesn't play up. I mean, to be fair to Baron, like, it, we have but, to make a guess, whereas he just, oh, I remember that game. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, Baron has two, two wins. Wow. Uh, so, you're joint bottom. Okay. So, a chance now, Roy. Uh, Lord, you don't have to build it up anymore, Dave. <laughs> it's fine. Here we go. Take part at home at WWFC Fancast on Twitter. We'd like to know how you got Are we going to have to write them down on our phones now? Yes, is this actually, the new way? It is a new rule. I haven't got the whiteboards with me. Get your phone That's out, get right. notes out or, or something like that, and you can write them down. Uh, whilst you are finding that application on your whatever smartphone you use, I will take, read out the first question. Uh, former Man United and Wolves midfielder Darren Gibson scored his one and only goal for Wolves against what club? And it was on the 8th of December 2007. So Darren Gibson, former Wolves and Man United midfielder, scored his one and only goal for Wolves against what club? What was the date he scored on again? December the 8th, 2007. No cheating, of course, going on. Um, I'm going on Google just because I can't (laughs) find notes, but I'm not going to... I'll just... um, You're going to just type it into the URL. I'll just type it into the URL. (laughs) Um... So D- Darren Gibson, yeah, just work out the maths here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> by saying his name doesn't make it any easier for Eighth me. Eighth of um, December two thousand seven. I remember his loan spell well. Um, I can picture the goal. I just can't picture okay, who yeah. it was against. Oh, you're good. Um, <laughs> hmm. Take a pick. Take a pick. Have you I'm ready. Your... Yeah, Andy's ready. Oh, I'm just gonna change that. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Here we go. So, uh, Roy has oh. gone for Sheffield Wednesday. Barnsley. You've gone for Barnsley. Oh. Both gone Yorkshire. Yorkshire, yeah. yeah. It was a B, but not that B. It was Burnley. Ah, Burnley. Okay. Uh, I pictured reddish, or that was what I was thinking that. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, Clara to red. You know, it's <laughs> close. I thought you meant it's the place, reddish. Uh, <laughs> next, next one. What shirt number did former Man United and Wolves player Paul Ince wear? For Liverpool, Andy's favourite team, of course. What um, shirt number did uh, Paul Ince wear for Liverpool? Okay, I don't think this is right, but I'll go. St- I'll go straight in straight on, 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 on that. But we'll wait for that. Um, so, uh, so Roy's already said his guess. So I'll Andy, fourteen. Fourteen is one, and Roy's gone for eight. <sighs> Roy, come on! It's seventeen. Oh, seventeen! Oh, I knew it was a higher oh. number. But uh, Roy, you're still in this. Oh, just, was, it, was it Redknapp who was number eight at that time? Well, I he think. obviously wasn't in. <laughs> yeah, I think. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, right, next question. Which team... Uh, no, no, that's not the question. Uh, name the only player <laughs> not from the British Isles who started for Wolves when we beat Man United 1-0 on January 2004. Or in January 2004. So the only player not from the British Isles who started for Wolves wow. when Wolves beat Man United 1-0 uh, with that Kenny Miller goal... Um, on the uh, January 2004. Remember the game well. Remember the slip. I know I don't get any points for this <laughs> at all. Um, don't get points for memories. No, you don't. Memories don't mean points. Uh, uh, so, only play uh, not from the British Isles. I don't okay. think I've spelt it right, but... Andy has written down his choice. And, I'll, uh, and I've done d- d- mine. So, uh, Roy to go first. Roy's gone for Stefan Everson. Andy has also gone for... I can't... Asan Kashlu. Thank you. I can it's tell not. you... It could be Roy's day. Roy oh. gets it right with Everson. Really? Yeah. Wow. Thank you, Stefan. <laughs> <laughs> I've met Stefan Everson once in the walkabout. And? He said, if you ever get a quiz question... No. <laughs> um, he was a nice guy. Nice guy. We'll, leave, we'll leave it at that. That's good to know. Yeah. Um, next question. Which team won the FA Cup the last time Wolves reached the FA Cup quarterfinals? So the, the which team won the FA Cup the last time Wolves reached the quarterfinals? Of said competition, <clears throat> the tension. I just got with. So we've gone for that answer there. We'll read them out in a second. Andy has gone for. So Andy's gone for Liverpool, his favourite team. I went for Man United. He's gone for Man United, and it was Arsenal. Okay, uh, it was. Oh, Arsenal. I changed it from Arsenal. Yeah. <laughs> right, which player scored the most FA Cup goals for Wolves that season? For the season that Wolves last reached the FA Cup quarterfinals, who, which, which Wolves player scored the most FA Cup goals that season? I can tell you it was four goals, if that helps. So, Rye's gone for his answer. I can verify that. So, uh, Rye has I, gone I for I'm David Kelly. Sturridge. Andy's gone for Sturridge. It was George and Dar. Kelly. So, we're on the last question now. Because there is a tie-break, just in yeah. case. If Roy gets this right, Roy, you've finally done it. Wow, the squash will go everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Ten, right. This is how Dan's written it. Yes. Ten years ago tomorrow, if this airs tonight, <laughs> Wolves beat Charlton 2-1 at Molyneux with goals from who? So ten years ago tomorrow, depending on when you're listening, <laughs> Wolves beat Charlton 2-1 at Molyneux with goals from who? This is the chance for Roy to finally win. Chance for Roy to equalise in the last minute and it to go to a tiebreaker. Roy, mm. all the pressure's on here now. Yeah. Andy's straight in there, putting you in the pressure. So we're looking oh. at. Mm. Could this be a momentous victory for Roy? Mm. Or will Andy be Eden Hazard and <laughs> <laughs> Roy to the last minute? Roy's defensive tactics have worked so well so far, but will it be enough? Here we go. Probably didn't even play in the same team to go. <laughs> okay. Here we go then. I'm going to go for Andy first. Okay. Andy's gone for Ebanks and Jarvis. I probably a little bit before that. I went for Sturridge and Ince. Sturridge and Ince. Well, the well, usually in these quizzes we give a point for each answer, <laughs> so we'll we'll keep that going. I can tell you that one answer was Idowemo, 
Ah. Right. The other answer was Ebanks. Oh. Which means that Andy has equalised. Yeah. Rye. Yeah. How are you feeling right now? I'm good. You? No. <laughs> I'm good. So it's a tiebreaker. Okay. It's to decide. Uh, and here's a tiebreaker. Celebrity Man United fan Rachel Riley of TV's Countdown is how old? Oh. I will go for obviously spot on or nearest answer to win. So Roy, he was so close to winning, could win again, or will Andy steal it mm. and go second in the fancast quiz table? The okay. tension, I can, uh, can t- cut the tension here. The pressure is on. Uh, so I will ask for Roy's answer first. Roy, okay, I'm gonna go. I'm changing what I've written down here. But it hasn't been shown to the audience, so <laughs> I can. Okay. I got thirty-two. So Roy has gone for thirty-two. I've gone for thirty-two. You've gone for thirty-two <laughs> as well. <laughs> I don't know what the scenario is here. <coughs> because the answer's thirty-three. Oh, okay. And my initial one was thirty-four. <laughs> oh. So. Oh yes, that would be. So yeah. I will. Uh, <laughs> oh. I will go to the Twitter sphere, everybody, and I will type it in. <coughs> I mean, Roy's so tentious right now. Yeah, apologies if you've heard the coffee, and I'm currently having some Jakeman's soothing menthol sweets. Highly recommend them. And just while Dave's um, looking for the question, I'll just read you the ingredients. <laughs> now, uh, here we go. I've got the question. Right, we're going to have Twitter for a, a second tiebreaker. I don't think we've ever had a second tiebreaker before. Raul Jimenez on his old Twitter. It does say X. Don't think yeah, it does. Yeah. By the way. Uh, he he has 3.1 million followers, which is far more than the Wolf Twitter account, which is incredible. How many people does he follow? doesn't follow the fan cast, unfortunately. But how many people does Raul Jimenez follow? New Santa wins. Um, have a think, gentlemen. Okay. I'm going to give you 10 seconds. And I don't know the kind of music. I'll do the piano instead. Here we go. 10 seconds to go. We're just going to build up the tension. <coughs> There we go. That's my version of countdown. Yeah. Here we go. Andy. <coughs> two, four, five. Two, four, five. This is going to be close. I've gone two, three, five. Two, three, five. <laughs> yeah. If this comes out, two, four, four Right. I can tell you it was uh, nowhere near those two titles. No, okay. <coughs> I can tell you, though, that the winner is Roy. Ooh. If Roy was the winner, actually, oh! <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> the answer the was game. 419. 419. 419. Oh, Rye, you are so yeah. close to finding it off the, oh, the board. I have got tears, but it's actually my, my throat. <laughs> um, wow. Andy, you are now joint second with myself. Chasing Excellent. down Stu. Hunting down Stu. Not many weeks to go. No. We're putting the pressure on. Mm. We're going to do the last bit of the podcast, <laughs> gentlemen. Uh, while Roy tries to recover from that. Yeah. And it is time for Twitter Corner. You send us your questions by at WWFCFancast on Twitter and we will answer them. I'm going to get this bit ready now because my phone is playing up. Uh, no, it isn't. Here we go. Uh, Robbie Tinsley, go to my first Wolves match next month. Do you remember your first match? Do you remember your first match? Not my very first match. I remember my first match once they'd rebuilt the Molyneux. Okay. Which let me beat Bristol City 3-1. Ooh. 
Drummer who scored? Steve Ball scored two. And Mountfield scored the other one. Oh, okay. Roy, first match? See, obviously I haven't got a great memory, uh, as, the qu- as the quiz tells you. <laughs> um, no, and this is the thing, because like, um, I've been asked this before, and I can't remember the exact... Oh, I remember going, obviously, yeah. and I remember the stand. I was in the John Island, and it was the red seat, and I remember there was literally two stands open. And I reckon it would have been around about 1990. My guess would have been, because I vaguely remember playing Oxford, and because their colours were quite similar, they played in red. So I think I think if it wasn't the first, one of the first games I saw was, I don't know the scoreline, was Wolves-Oxford mm. United uh, around about 1990. I, re- I remember going to a game, maybe 94, and I was convinced for years it was at home to Southend, mm. and we lost 1-0, and then when I checked the records, that game didn't exist. <laughs> so I've no idea what I, that game I, was. I do, I do remember people who remember, yeah. which is I think is brilliant. I remember uh, going to see yeah. Barnsley at home. And we drew two all, and I was just excited because I got to see Steve Ball score mm. in like in person mm. for the first time. But uh, yeah, I don't know what that game was. I really want to mm. re- figure out what yeah. that game was. The, the only match I can remember before that one against Bristol, I, I remember a clip of one when um, do you remember Tom Bennett used to play? I for do remember Simitfield? Tom Bennett very well. Yeah. He had to go in goal because Mike Stoll got knocked out. Nearly swallowed his tongue. Yeah, and then he went that. in goal. I think he might have been against the Albion if I remember yeah. right. That's the only like, snippet of a memory I've got. Uh, at Clive Walls uh, says, what's the strangest off-field thing to happen to Wolves this season? <coughs> he does give some lists. Yeah, Sin Cara wearing the Wolves mask, of course. Mm-hmm. A Chinese rock band singing a song called Wolves A Wee. Yeah, I didn't remember that, <laughs> that last season. No, this season. Yeah, 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 this season. yeah in the video wall. Uh, a DJ before kickoff. Yeah. Uh, Wolves signing a professional eSports FIFA players. Yeah. Or something else. Is there anything that's happened... Uh, well, obviously this season. I'm just rereading the question there. I think the Chinese rock band. Yeah. That's that, the most that, obscure, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, just the, the eSports signing just shows like how massive we yeah. are now. Yeah. yeah. And they had a tournament, didn't they, a couple of weeks they ago? They did, to determine, yeah. Like, yeah. Wolves, yeah. Like, some we, Wolves representation. We met the guys, me and Luke did. Um, and, yeah, it's just absolutely massive, isn't it? And I think we've launched into China as well, mm. into eSports. Um but that's yeah. But there we go. But yeah, that that's just kind of like you say, a sign of the times. But um, doing well. That's mm-hmm. probably been the weirdest thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, Foreign Twitter accounts as yeah. well. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just incredible. Just shows you where we're going. Uh, Jamie Rhodes' favourite pot noodle. Do you know what? I've never had a pot noodle. You've never had, never a, pot had, never had a pot noodle. I don't think I've had a pot noodle in yeah, years. Andy, are you a pot noodle connoisseur? Not particularly. Um, yeah, sorry, the, the green one. Yeah. <laughs> The green, the green one. That's all I can remember. Yeah. Uh, Tom Cutton, how many points of Guinness? This feels like it's a stew question already. Yeah. <laughs> how many points of Guinness is it acceptable to drink Saturday night watching the match as they are on the promotion for Paddy's Weekend, four for eleven pound? I mean, Stu would drink that and we, it would wouldn't be fine. Size, no. No. Yeah. How many is acceptable? To well, think? It depends when he starts, and and um, I think eight is a nice level. If if you're starting <laughs> t- two o'clock maybe up until kickoff, I can't drink Guinness. The only time um, I've ever yeah. drunk Guinness, I ended up having the day off college afterwards. It's like a meal, isn't it? Just, and I'm sh- not a fan of killed me. the shits as well, like dark shits. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, Brett with the final question: If ghosts can walk through walls and glide downstairs, why don't they fall through floors? Or why don't they fall through the floor? It's because they're not real. <laughs> ghosts don't exist. We need yeah. to know these answers, though. 
There's not, the non necessary doesn't matter. No. And on that bombshell, no. that's where we'll <laughs> leave the podcast. Uh, that is where we we'll leave the podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks to for uh, following us, and you can follow us on social media. Just type in Wolves Fancast, and you'll find us there. And we'll be back next week, gentlemen, to of course be talking about the semi-final, the semi-final no. of the FA Cup. We're all up for the bloody cup. This is what I want to see from people. Hashtag up for the cup all week. We're all up for it. He's, he, he, for people listening, Dave's seriously looking at us now. So yeah, yeah. You better be yeah. up for the bloody. I've cup. got a secret Alan Partridge yeah. doll room that's just got FA Cup memorabilia <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Loads of those team full FA Cups. <sighs> Come up on for the bloody yeah. cup! Come on, everybody, we're going to do it, aren't we? We're not going to yeah. be depressed next week. No, no, it's going to be great. It's not going to be a spirited defeat. Oh, no. no. <laughs> Oh, and they were ever so nice about us on the TV, the patronising so and so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Haven't they done well? Yeah, no. Look where we've come. Oh, yeah. Oh, look where no, we've come. See. Oh, let's we were fighting relegation, we relegation two years ago. You know, if you would have told me at the start of the season, if we would have got to <laughs> oh, the quarterfinals, God. I would have taken that. No. Yeah, oh, I can see it already. <laughs> now we're going to win. We're up for the cup. Yeah. We're up for the cup. For this week, bye from Andy. See ya. Bye from Roy. Bye. Bye from me. See you next time. renting furniture with feather looks like pieces that fit your style and your space and cost less than your monthly phone bill oh and did we mention delivery and assembly included feather start renting at liftfeather.com explore beyond the stratosphere in museum of the bible's compelling exhibition scripture and science our universe ourselves our place in washington dc open now through january 15th Featuring artifacts from trailblazers in history like Isaac Newton, Nicholas Copernicus, and hidden figures like Dorothy Vaughn, this exhibit guides you through groundbreaking discoveries and thought-provoking questions. Come and see how scripture and science have shaped our world. Get your tickets today at museumofthebible.org. Whatever you're saving up for, a CD from Sandy Spring Bank lets you grow your savings at a guaranteed rate. Right now, earn interest at 5.00% APY on an 8-month CD special or 4.25% APY on a 14-month CD special. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com slash cdspecials. Minimum opening deposit to earn the annual percentage yield is $500 for the 8-month CD special and $2,500 for the 14-month CD special. Member FDIC.